Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's podcast. My name is Joe Renee Feeler. I've got Samson just walked in right next to me. Hello, Sam. And I am so glad to be here. Thank you for being here uh, for this podcast. I'm not sure what's going to come through. We don't plan things um, ahead of time. I'm not relying on any human research that I did as Jill. I'm relying on what I call innate wisdom, divine connection. It's totally woo-woo if you don't get it. But that doesn't mean it's not real. And it doesn't mean it's not insightful and helpful for a human race on a planet Earth that has forgotten its innate wisdom and is relying on data and research and provable results for what's real, which does not work well when it comes to any of the esoteric uh, metaphysical sorts of topics. In other words, what makes humanity humanity, (laughs) really. Okay, (laughs) that's kind of a fun way to put it. All right, so let's do a brief connection exercise. I encourage you to relax your body and let's just slow down our breathing here. (sighs) Okay. Hmm. Please imagine that within yourself, behind your eyes, there is a source of light coming from the inside out. Very good. Imagine that behind your eyes, there is almost like another source of like a sun, um, a star within yourself, within your own energy field. Very good. Okay, what is that, right? Uh, You could call it eternal consciousness. You can call it a whole bunch of things, but all I want you to imagine is that it's real and it's there because it is. Okay, very good. Hmm. Again, just relaxing your body even more, allowing your mind to open up to new ideas, new concepts, new approaches for how we solve problems, how we move forward in our lives, how we move forward as humanity. Okay, because we don't have it all figured out. I think that that should be obvious to everybody. Okay, very nice. All right. Okay, let's just stay right there at the state of beingness while we um, tap in to, I don't know what, but I know it's going to be loving and caring and hopefully uh, feels informative and insightful for you in your human journey as the bringer of light that I know you as. Okay. Hmm. There's so much to talk about today. Where should we get started? I feel Archangel Michael is saying, I'd like to go first. Um, hmm. Being a bringer of light, being all the way in the bodysuit is a huge decision for the eternal self. And there is careful consideration for what timeline, in other words, what year you're going to be born as, as your incarnated you, okay? To incarnate in the time that you are in, it comes with a sense of preparedness as the eternal self. And all of you have access to a sense of durability and strength that I see many of you shying away from. Okay. So the, the consequence of not feeling as durable and strong as you are is that it, it has, um, It has prevented you from going into uh, more challenging situations. It has, you've underestimated yourself in your reality of earth and the, you don't trust 
the power of eternal light, source, God, energy, with not just within yourself, but within your reality. Okay, and there's so many rational, um, intelligent reasons for, for all those things that you've avoided, right? But when you have that, that knowingness that, okay, so if I'm an eternal, if eternal energy field that not only is incarnated right now, I chose to be incarnated right, incarnated right now, not for any specific lessons I needed to learn, but rather I'm a fully evolved, whole and complete soul that wanted to, to create a human to not just have an experience, but offer a version of energy that isn't otherwise on the planet. So I'm, that sounds like an eternal self, eternal energy that knew what it was doing. And, and you do as your eternal self know what you are doing. Okay, you knew what you were doing when you decided to incarnate and you knew what you were doing when you decided to incarnate now. The love and the light and the compassion and the keenness and the, the sovereignty that you, the justice, the truth, the authenticity, there's such a long list of what you bring with you into this reality, into your humanness that you bring here, that you offer, you offer you, you offer this, this entire space and everyone that you interact with by your being you, the natural you, okay? So this, uh, this and it kind of goes back to what we talked about in, in podcast number 199 about spiritual playpens. You are not in a playpen. <laughs> you are a champion, <laughs> a champion uh, athlete. You're, you're amazing. And we're impressed with you every day. And that ability to impress yourself gets even more real to you when you stop being so delicate or so isolated um, so protective of your energy field. Um, we're, I'm not, you're not wrong in terms of earth being a place where your feelings can get hurt, where your light can feel trampled on, where you can feel dishonored, disrespected, or even worse, ignored. Um, all those things are true, but you, you have access to a version of yourself that sort of is indifferent and doesn't care about that sort of, those sort of situations. Um, Earth can't see you as you really are, so don't expect it to, right? When you do come, ac come across another, another human that can see you in the way that, that we see you, that's a treasure. <laughs> that's a treasure because either it helps you see yourself as you didn't before or it helps validate and confirm how you have been looking at yourself as a sovereign one as the bringer of amazing sacred divine energies that you are, okay? So you, you don't need to be so delicate uh, with yourself and it's okay to sort of get messy. Um, yeah, we'll get to that later. <sighs> the reason that I wanted to bring this up is because it's not gonna get any easier. And the more out there you allow yourself to be as the bringer of light that you are, the more you allow your energy field to continuously expand and your one to feel even more significant because it is significant, um, the more of that maybe negative attention you may get. And that doesn't have to be a horrible thing. And it can actually be a positive thing because it, it shows that you, you really are sort of testing the mold and we would say breaking the mold of what it means to be human, what it means to be enlightened, what it means to be woke, what it means to be awakened. You are not just redefining the rules, you're setting your own rules as you go based on an internal system of, of values and principles and ethics and cosmic ethics and cosmic morality that, that you have. You do have a built-in system of right and wrong for you. And isn't it impressive that many of you realized long ago that your, your standards for yourself are far higher than any standards that you'd set for your fellow humans. In other words, you sense your mastery and your mastery also allows you to not expect as much from other people as you expect from yourself. That's, 
that's that's evidence right there evidence of one which is what matters you are one <sighs> okay <laughs> so this uh this trying to be safe which we talked about in podcast number 199 uh this trying to um look for safety seek safety create false structures of a of perceived safety we've already talked about that um and now the next layer of that is um, honoring your strength, honoring the eternal viability of your light body, your light structure, your eternal consciousness, that it is whole and complete and you have full access to it. But your mind is not the way into it. Your mind will rarely catch a glimpse of the eternal consciousness that you are. Now, the, the human mind, by design, wants to take over, wants to be the operator of the consciousness, and it's, it can't. That's like a toddler driving a pitchfork, or driving a, not, to, not a pitchfork because it's not dangerous, but uh, the bulldozer, the heavy equipment, heavy machinery, a toddler driving a Ferrari. How about that? It, it but not going to be pretty, may harm the toddler, <laughs> may harm other people, <laughs> innocent in structures, right? There could be damage and destruction. Um, but it could be comical, <laughs> right? So uh, this, this challenge that you face, obviously, within the bodysuit, is how could I possibly access the eternal consciousness that you say I have full access to, when I'm supposedly not able to access it through my brain? How, how does it work then? And you know who's asking that question? Your brain. <laughs> See, this is tricky. The logic center of your brain is limited in its access to things like consciousness, concepts that are esoteric, concepts that are far beyond what humans think they know and think is real, right? So here's the solution that we offered um, this one, Jill. She doesn't ask her brain to fully understand it. She, she doesn't ask her logic and rational center to be able to prove without a shadow of a doubt or beyond uh, the pale. She doesn't ask her brain to get what it's not wired to get. The idea of sharing a message like this without any planning or preparation literally was something she had to um, not trick her brain into, but get her brain accustomed to. Her brain is not operating this. Is it a part of it? Yeah, it's part of her human logic and language system. So obviously it's a part of it, but it's the divine consciousness that's handing her the sort of the, from the inside out. This, this plate of, of, of <laughs> gooey, uh, unfathomable, unfathomable uh, sorts of ideas because she hasn't thought about this ahead of time. Okay? That's just one example of how it can work. Um, you can create. You already have. You've already created. A, you're listening to this, right? So obvious, and anyone that's, that's sort of jiving with this, that's resonating with this, there's a part of you that probably at a core level is saying, yes, this is true. Yes, this is right. Says who? Your divine consciousness. It's not your human brain that's, that's ticking off and comparing it to studies and analysis and the latest research or historical records of, of previous enlightenment ages, right? It's, <laughs> you just know it. You feel it at a soul level within your humanness. And it's a wonderful system. <sighs> See, you are more connected than you think you are. And it's awesome. You are so awesome. And so in, we're, like we said earlier, we are so incredibly impressed with you on a regular basis. Oh, what you overcome regularly, how you allow uh, your one to be your one, no matter what other people are doing or not doing or saying or not saying or agreeing and affirming in you or not. Um, that, that sense of true individuality and claiming your sovereignty, um, you, 
you set it up so well and you've been embodying it so well. Wonderful. Carry on. So where are you feeling like your light can't go? Where are you feeling as your human like this is great, but I can't go there. Those gatekeepers will not allow me through. Are you sure about that? And are you sure that you need the system that the gatekeepers are protecting? Are you sure you need that system? The gatekeepers on earth in this time manage and control what is disseminated to the general public. And you specifically chose a timeline where there are back channels of reaching others and them reaching you. Hmm. It's as if you planned it that way. You did. You completely did. <sighs> okay. So the systems that are in place to manage the status quo, to monitor the status quo, etc., they will be there throughout your lifetime. They're not going anywhere anytime soon. And in fact, they're uh, in many ways, hang on, water. Yeah, there's that edge. <laughs> there's that edge. And I'm just like, oh, I feel that. Okay, we're going right past it. In fact, the gatekeepers on earth in various levels of the of the the systems are actually tightening their grip on what is um, sanctioned, what is approved what is deemed as credible and expert sources, etc. There is a tightening of the, the um, control system on those things. And if you um, are the type of person that doesn't follow news or doesn't follow the news like this, just uh, search for the word deplatforming and search for the um, search for MasterCard um, cutting off payment processing for things like Subscribestar, which Jill ran into just last month. A very interesting situation. It's a very interesting time on earth. And it's not that any of you are likely to run into that, but it's sometimes helpful for you to know what other sort of um, pioneers, maybe in different ways, maybe not pioneers of consciousness, but pioneers of thought and those that are brave enough to think what is not politically popular. They're challenging the system. They're challenging free speech that is not offered in all of your countries, right? That's a gift. Because oh, freedom of speech tends to be associated with freedom of thought, which is imperative to free will, right? Hmm. And those concepts are being tested. So this value that we have of you knowing that your light is strong enough to, to consider anything and then be choosy and even judgy about what fits in your morals, your ethics, your principles, what you value, what you're passionate about, what you're willing to stick your neck out for, um, even if it's unpopular, even if you may be um, shamed or ridiculed or even just ignored or criticized or shut down for it, okay? Some of you have, have things that you are sort of um, afraid of, of thinking or saying out loud, etc. And we get it. I totally get it that there is a, a system of public shaming involved. If you, if you say something that's unpopular, or if someone thinks you're thinking something unpopular, uh, depending on who you are, and um, what kind of a threat you you seem to be to the controlling uh, energy forms. 
um, you may be shamed. And even in private, uh, personal uh, social community settings where there is no official gatekeeper, there is a sense of um, unofficial gatekeepers that can also uh, come into play. You have authority in your reality that those gatekeepers do not understand, wish you didn't have, sometimes they would wish you don't have it, and they know they can't control you. <sighs> On a soul level, if not at a human consciousness level. So how are you going to use that authority? Are you going to use it to push the envelope? Are you going to use it to rub people the wrong way? Are you, to, are you going to use it to remind people of who they really are? There's so many valuable <laughs> ways uh, to use that authority, right? Jesus used it. Uh, he had a very similar authority, right? Same, actually. And he did rub people the wrong way. He had a purity of his love and of his heart. And uh, in that region, he got attention, um, including of Pontius Pilate's wife, right? And that immediately put him on the radar as uh, like a public enemy to the status quo and to the, the Roman uh, control mechanism. Right. Okay. It didn't go well, right? You did choose intentionally a different timeline than that. It's far less barbaric, obviously, in your timeline. Um, wonderful. Good choice is what Jesus is saying about that. Good choice. Good choice. Um, so you're unlikely to be killed for it, right? But uh, public uh, shaming and humiliation can, can feel like a death, uh, can feel like torture in some ways. Um, but the authority you have is durable and it is threatening uh, to some to some systems. Um, the vast majority of you are quite under the radar and are unlikely to, to suffer um, or endure any um, meaningful consequence to your using your authority and you're counting on the strength of your eternal light in your reality. Are you allowing yourself to consider all the choices or have you fell, fallen into the trap of limiting your own thoughts and um, allowing the gatekeepers to make you feel like there are things that you're not allowed to think? That's a, that's a road to um, unconsciousness. That's a road to um, pitchforks and <laughs> witch trials of, of, of some modern day version, right? Some of you may more likely be called upon to stand up for another. <sighs> to stand side by side with somebody who is being persecuted, who is being maligned, mischaracterized, misrepresented, how brave will you be? There is safety in numbers on earth. The more public sometimes that you are, the more um, Hidden uh, truths and deceptions and lies can be remedied and brought to the natural alchemy of daylight and visibility and uh, public review. I see that you know the strength that we're talking about because you have fought on an internal level for this amazing being that you are more times than you probably realize. 
You fight for you, your truth, your sense of who and what you are, your right to be this unusual, sometimes very unique, very out of the box individual that you are. See, you are strong. <laughs> You're not a coward, right? That, that takes will and determination. That takes authority, authority that's claimed. It's a badge of your sovereignty, this unique one that you are. You're not a caricature, or a cookie cutter stereotype of anything or anyone. You are an original, and it's another reason why we celebrate you so much. And that takes effort that does not happen by accident. What happens by accident, the natural flow of energy in your reality is conformity, limited thinking, uh, suppressed uh, creativity. Okay, so you've got this. You've got this more than you even think you do. So whatever challenges may arise as that gatekeeper energy tries to tighten the grip for it's based on its own fears. Um, some of you will feel as if it's a, it's a monumental challenge, okay? It's not a test as much as it is an opportunity for your sovereignty and your one to prevail in a reality where most fall in line. Yeah. Okay. Very good. Whew. All right. Hmm. Let's just see if there's anything else there. <sighs> okay. That feels good. I'm curious how you guys are doing. Please feel free to uh, chat in the room and ask questions or whatever. I'm going to kind of take on a part two here, here, here as Jill, um, as, as I find my words, um, and sort of share a behind the scenes, um, why, uh, for me regarding unconsciousness and things like the Outwitting Wetiko series and, and things like that. I'm fascinated as human Jill by, by what we call unconsciousness. It's not unconsciousness like, like brain dead. It's unconsciousness like for inability or unwillingness to, to see and know uh, the true nature of this reality, the afterlife, etc. I'm fascinated um, by, by that nature of humanity in, in the present time. It's, it's absolutely fascinating, impressive, and highly disturbing <laughs> to me as Jill, especially when I see humans that, that I'm so impressed by in so many ways. Um, it's, it's easy for me to look for something that is that I find impressive in another person. That doesn't mean I like it, but it's like, oh, that's, that's impressive. That's, that's a skill may not be used for good, but, <laughs> but it's, it's still some element, some spectrum of giftedness. Um, maybe not put to good use in my opinion, but what I was going to say there is that I'm constant, I constantly see situations where there's somebody that I'm impressed by in so many ways, and yet they just like don't get it, or they're definitely distorted um, based on what I know about mainly my main frustration. Yeah, let's just say it, Jesus said, I'm mainly frustrated by people of influence that do not that clearly demonstrate their lack of understanding about what's possible in terms of human knowing what we're, what we're capable of knowing, trusting, acting upon. Um, it just, I'm, yeah, I consistently am like, wow, he doesn't, or she doesn't know that. Like they really think that we don't know, or we can't know about the afterlife. And it, it this has totally come up with, um, uh, the podcaster and, uh, anyway, Joe Rogan. I, I so appreciate his podcast. I love his curiosity. He has fabulous questions. I would love to be interviewed by him. Um, his audience is huge, right? And he, he's so unconventional in so many ways. And I don't, I don't listen to the MMA podcast that he has, but he was just on this week with the guy, Michael Shermer, who is an atheist. He's a natural skeptic. He's a social scientist. And to hear them talk about 
um, I think Joe made the comment in the in the interview about something like um, I came across this this thing on the internet and there was this this woman talking about the afterlife um, and you can't know no one can know what happens in the afterlife and I'm just like oh Joe <laughs> like that's so sad <laughs> that that and so like I I totally get it I know exactly the system of the left hemisphere of the brain because I've got my own that's why I'm really really good for like well that's not possible you know how can one know no one can really know um, unless you know um, actually no one can no one in their human body suit could know what happens after we die yeah we can and and there are other times on earth where we're not everybody but there were some that knew it then too and they were right just like we're right now so it's just like you know part of me just wants to shrug my shoulders oh well they don't get it and part of me wants to go oh my god i wish you knew what i knew because it's so empowering to know that the games that we face on earth are so similar to the games and shenanigans and gatekeepers and manipulation that happens in the afterlife. I'm frustrated that we don't know that, that we, we do. <laughs> Anyone that's listened to my podcast, especially the Spirituality 501 series, right? Because we laid it all out there, what happens in the afterlife. But I get it. My left hemisphere of my brain doesn't know either, but that doesn't mean we don't know. We don't know in the left hemisphere of the brain and it's limited wiring. We can very much know in a range of consciousness that the linear, analytical, logical mind, human mind, can never fully understand or trust. Thankfully, that's not our only way of knowing because research and data only looks backwards. Duh, right? So I'm, I'm sad. <laughs> I'm impressed with those that are really science-based and what is, the, what is the research? How can we prove this? I'm really impressed with their dedication and I'm very unimpressed with their willingness to shut down so quickly anything that is beyond the range of provable science. <laughs> right? Oh my God. It's just like, wow. And part of me is just, it's like easily deflated with, well, no wonder. <laughs> no wonder we're here right now. No, given this structure of glorifying science and what can be proven and, um, you know, PhDs in this and PhDs in that, right? No wonder if those are our heroes, right? Some of them. And then there's other strange heroes, <laughs> right? Mm, I roll like confused. Kardashians, right? The Kardashian world. Um, no wonder we're here because it's not that we're fighting that, but we're, we're inserting wisdom and truth and consciousness and light that that established, credible, expert realm can't get to. They can get to a lot, but I would say they can't get to some of the most important things that we need access to. I'm not, I was just going to say, I'm not dissing them. And Jesus is like, no, you are. Yeah, I kind of am. I'll own it. I'll totally own it. Um, yeah, and they're, and they're judgy of us. They don't even know I exist, probably. But anyway, it's not even about that. Um, but they may one day. And that could be an interesting conversation, right? I'd love to... I, anyway. <sighs> so part of me as human gel is just kind of getting accustomed to this idea that that, that group that I personally like will not get it and that's sad wow i get so excited and celebrate and i'm passionate and so enthusiastic and encouraged 
about what you and I get, right? Because we're also, I mean, we're all over the place, right? Um, the roles that we play in everyday society are, are run the full gamut from, you know, very professional uh, careers to homemakers and, you know, moms and dads and daughters and sons and, you know, all these roles um, that we play. So I love it that we're all over the place. I love it that there's so many of us. Um, there is safety in numbers, as uh, Archangel Michael was saying earlier, and that's wonderful. But okay, so part two here. Um, my my fascination with unconsciousness, as I call it, um, allowed me to have the access I, I did and do to what I call the Watiko, right? Watiko as a, a, a disembodied consciousness that that is not as aware as its source energy self, but it is, it's, uh, it's what makes um, manipulation possible. It's what, it's what makes self-deception possible. It's what fuels things like addiction, um, suicide, uh, mental illness, um, inner turmoil, inner battle sorts of stuff. So I, I understand that very few people that have gifts like mine are willing or interested in sort of uh, delving into that, that mystery. But the reason I do it is because I am able and I'm willing and I trust the durability of the eternal light that I am and that we are. I, I appreciate, uh, well, I don't appreciate <laughs> that would be, that would be, that would be dishonest. I get it. I understand that for some people that even did the Outwitting Matiko series, they were like, I don't like this. Right. But for, I talked to so many of you guys that are like that, that series I listened to, I've listened to it five times because it is so valuable in this reality. That's how I feel too. My light is so much bigger and brighter and capable and savvy by what I know from my awareness and, um, and wisdom. Uh, thank you. Isis like it's wisdom, uh, wisdom about unconsciousness in this reality. And I'm dedicated enough to it and was, uh, felt so informed and not educated, informed by it as my human gel that I want to do a whole series on it. Um, and we didn't, somebody, a client, uh, I think in December mentioned, you know, there's some stuff. I love that series, but you didn't go into sexuality. Oh, you didn't, you know, cover this part. And I, you know, would you do another, another, uh, another episode of the Outwitting Watiko series and cover some other things that, that are, that are, that also come up, um, in the realm of unconsciousness and manipulation and control and those sorts of things. So far, I haven't said yes, um, but I might. It is, uh, for now, it's, for me, it still feels complete, that series. And where, you know, how we can apply those same uh, uh, principles in our, in our relationships, in our lives, et cetera, feels, um, feels still good and deep and whole and complete and very relevant. So for any of you that haven't done the Outwitting Watiko series, oh my gosh, I highly recommend it. And Watiko is spelled W-E-T-I-K-O. Um, and how did I come up with that name? I didn't as human Jill. I listened. Oh my God. What is his name? Ooh. Okay. I'm going to Google it right now. Cause I want to know. Um, years ago when red ice radio, <laughs> I don't like what, what I'm not a fan of what they're doing now, but around 2012, 2013, um, they, we're doing very, um, Paul Levy, thank you. We're doing very um, esoteric sorts of consciousness, mind bending, um, cool stuff. And I would listen to uh, those podcasts um, anyway. And now they've taken this very political turn um, that I ugh, just, ugh, I, I don't agree with at all. Um, but you know, their free will, right? Okay. They, they, I think they firmly believe that Israel is the source of all manipulation and control on the planet, which just makes me laugh. I'm just like, really? Uh, <laughs> no, 
nope, not that there's no control there, right? Uh, but the, I, yeah, and that that's the epicenter of it is just funny to me. Okay, so the interview that I listened to it, I think it was around 2012, I was already oh, um, sort of curious and seeing how and talk addressing uh, unconsciousness issues and raising raising consciousness within my work and within private session clients, etc. Um, so I was already into this, uh, this curiosity and um, raising awareness and um, sharing wisdom about unconsciousness. And then I heard this interview on Red Ice Radio with Paul Levy. Uh, it looks like it's on YouTube still March 20th, 2012. Levy is spelled L-E-V as in voice Y. And he used, and I didn't agree with everything that he said, but I love how it was, it was like, yes, that's what I've been, that's what I, that's what I tap into. That's what I experienced, but I didn't do it with a shaman and I didn't do it with any uh, guru that was teaching me. I, I, I get it in another way from my innate wisdom, right? I'm, I'm structured differently. Anyway, so Paul used the term Watiko and I was like, yes, that is the perfect term. And it resonates still so well with what I like to call this disembodied energy because it has access to anything and anyone here. And it doesn't have to be something they are afraid of. It can be empowering when you get it, what it is, and you get who and what you are as the eternal light bringer that you are in this reality. You don't need to be afraid of anything um, in that regard. So yeah, there's no idea that's too scary for us. Um, but some of some of you uh, maybe have a um, you prefer, a, well, let's just stay in the love and light realm. I don't want to know anything that's negative. That That's not me. Okay, but it might be you and there's your free will, right? Anyway, so Paul Levy, I heard him use the term Wotiko. It was how he was describing it was similar enough to how I was uh, interacting and observing it and, and counseling sort of people to, uh, to overcome it in their lives, etc. And with such amazing results, amazing results that we have, when we understand what's going on, we're better equipped in our free will and in our authority and in our sovereignty to be everything that we have access to. Yeah, that's good stuff. Okay. All right. So that's what that's about. And yeah, let me go to the chat room here. Because there's I know there's a lot going on over here. Okay. Um, yeah, good. Uh, Sheila is saying that's why they quote unquote, try to silence our free thought by controlling our gut. Well, the gut is just one of them, right? And the gut, uh, I think Sheila, the reason or what you're referring to there is what we offered in podcast number 200. Um, but the gut is just one mechanism of, of unconsciousness and um, overriding uh, the, the good knowledge that we have and yeah, our self-sabotage, etc. Okay, hey Tom, he's saying a very timely and important message for me today it gives me encouragement to speak my truth freely despite expectations of being ridiculed by those who do not understand, even by relatives who I want to be respected by. Oh, let's go there. <laughs> okay. Oh my goodness. All right. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I'm like, how, how personal do I want to get here? I'm done. Like done with, um, trying to be respected by loved ones. I'm the youngest of three girls. My sisters were absolutely filled with Wotiko and how awful they were to me as kids. I was not abused. I wasn't physically abused, but maybe some mental abuse was in there. Um, they were horrible to me. And I, it, if I were to literally as adult Jill now have a movie of the scenes of just how mean and dark and sinister they were. Um, obviously, it's it is my perception, right? Um, but I was the one, you know, being so disrespected. Um, I think I would cry and I would grab that little Jill and I'd be like, let's get you out of here. <laughs> Meanies picking on you. Where's your mom and dad? Why are they protecting you from this darkness, right? Anyway, it may have made me as strong as I am today. So did I use it for good? I hope so, <laughs> right? I'm definitely passionate and very much an advocate for anyone I feel <laughs> is being picked on uh, in this reality for sure. Um, anyway, so it's all good because I'm making it good, but I 
definitely am any sort of disrespect that I still feel from my family or just disrespect or just lack of appreciation for who I am. I make no time like this much. There's no space between my fingers for that. My life is too great for me to waste time on even a blood family relative that is not appreciative of who and what I am. We don't have a connection. I wouldn't be friends with them if they weren't my siblings. So why is there all this pressure? And um, well, I know why, right? There's just all this, this uh, kind of Hallmark card. Um, oh, what's that guy? No, Norman Rockwell. I talked a little bit about this in a message in right before Thanksgiving, U.S. Thanksgiving. Um, so that would be November 2018 that I shared that in terms of like this Hallmark Norman Rockwell image of, of the family is just so screwed up, right? And I love the series that we've done. We've done the parenting series, which was so, uh, so there's so much wisdom there, not just about like why we feel so different than our parents, but helping us really any, no matter what, if you're a parent, the kids that you have, I think there's a very uh, good amount of delusion going on that we may feel so different than our parents, but we're sure that our kids are a lot like us. And well, they're part of our clan. Uh, uh. <laughs> if you reverse 30 or 40 years, your parents probably would have said that about you. So how accurate are you then in how close and, and tight knit you are with your kids? Maybe it's just for now that you're tight knit with them. Maybe you don't have that much in common with them other than this uh, agreement that you have that you're their parents. Right. So I'm, I'm blunt sometimes. And I, I'm like, Oh, you know, like, Oh, you can't, you're not supposed to say that. Oh, I'll say it. I'll say it if I see it. And I'll say it always for the purpose of helping you be more honest and more real about the eternal love and the eternal light that you are so that you can supersede some of these games manipulation games, you know, blood is thicker than water, sorts of things, okay? Because you're not stuck with these family members, okay? Yeah, the parenting series, good, if you want to kind of tap in more to this idea. But no, so Tom, I mean, please think about that. Uh, by those who don't understand, even by relatives who I want to be respected by. I, my advice to you, Tom, because <laughs> I love you, brother, and what I've been doing for me is I access that part of myself that wants so badly, or even a little bit, to be respected, honored, appreciated, maybe even cherished or treasured, right? Uh, by whomever, and I go to that version of me, and I give it a hug, and I say, we may not get that. We may not get that from that person or that group or whatever. Um, I know as the adult version of us, me, right, that, that we're going to be okay even if we don't get that because the subversive games that those inner child sorts of layers of ourselves will play to get the attention, the respect, the approval of others is, is not healthy. It can be at odds for well-being. It can be incredibly distracting in our lives and our being the bringer of light that we are. Our ability to be the bringer of light is completely independent of your family respecting you, Tom. Or mine, right? And the thing is, I think they do respect me. <laughs> but that doesn't mean we bring out the best in each other. And it doesn't mean we, we go well together. Um, so I'm done. I'm done. Done. Yeah. They're allowed to be whatever they want to be. And I'm allowed to be whatever I want to be. And we're adults now. Oh, thank God. I'm not trapped in the, <laughs> trapped in the house or the room with them where they can put dead flies in my shoes while my parents are doing I don't know what in another part of the car and not paying attention to what was going on with me. So, oh. <laughs> okay. It's, it's all good. Alrighty. 
I do. I did. But I just want to say, I definitely allow myself to get vulnerable in terms of um, like unfortunate situations in my life. And occasionally I'll get a YouTube comment that's like, I can't believe that you are like mad at your PhD math teacher for the fact that you couldn't get beyond math 204 and go into and get your engineering degree. And it's just like, I can't believe that you think I meant that as literally as you're interpreting it, like there's no other interpretation I have for the horrible math teacher I had <laughs> my freshman year of undergrad. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Hello, Suzanne. Okay, very good. She's saying, I very much appreciated this message today. Also very timely for me too. <sighs> it affirms how I was feeling about things happening now, not to hold firm to my knowing and always speak my truth in my own powerful way whether through a comment on Facebook or in support of those speaking their truth that I follow and support. Oh, Suzanne, that's beautiful. Okay. Oh, you're welcome, Greg. Okay, very good. Let's see what else is going on here. <sighs> yeah, that's good. Sheila's saying, love hearing about this, that because they are family, we have to make time for them. I love my family, but I don't feel the need to spend time with them or allow them to have any say in how I live. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> you're, you're welcome. Okay, yeah. <laughs> and somebody anonymous saying, Amen, sister, I'm going through the same thing with family, I can send them love from afar. Indeed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Very true. Okay. Okay, very good. Hmm. All right. Thanks, Tom. He just followed up and he said, Yes, I love how you responded to my comment. I'm totally with you on all this. And we have this in archives. So you can be reminded of this whenever you need to be okay. I think in some ways and this, this relates maybe to podcast, I think it was I think it was 199 the spiritual playpen one Yeah, where Mary Magdalene was saying, stop trying to be so nice, right? I, I think I well, I, I don't think I know I definitely have that people pleaser version of Jill, that what she's afraid of is being called mean. <laughs> and now a part of me is just like, well, I could be called mean even when I'm being nice. So uh, that's up for interpretation. And I know my intentions are good for everybody. But I'm tired of I'm tired of that having to mean that I put up with a whole bunch of bullshit in the process. So I'm done. <laughs> done with that. Okay, very good. All right, you guys, that feels like a wrap. Um, thank you so much for being here. What announcements do we have? Um, oh, a request. Yes, indeed. And it might not be the only request. This book, uh, the third light, uh, excuse me, the third book I've done called Being Your Light. Um, I love this book. I am so glad that we did it. It's expensive to do a book. Um, editors, graphics designers, all that stuff. I don't, I self-publish, so it's a lot less expensive than I know some that have done uh, the publishing route. But um, for those of you that bought it, if you have any feedback or you want to share your experience with others, please do a review. Um, it's so easy on, I don't know where else you guys have, have bought it. Um, there's, you know, it goes down a whole bunch of other channels and sources that I don't know about because they're in other countries, etc. But wherever you bought it, if they allow an online review, I greatly appreciate it. I do imagine that most people don't, there's still a whole bunch of people that don't know what we have access to in terms of direct access to that source creator energy, which does not mean we can all talk to our teams right? I'm not, I'm not pretending that's true, because it's not. Um, and the truth that we don't have to be able to have dialogue with our teams in order to be connected to God. I, I, I don't know who came up with that idea, but what a money making machine, cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching that has been uh, for a lot of different teachers. And they, I'm guessing the majority of them, if not, maybe not all of them, but the vast majority of them were very well intended. They thought you needed to have dialogue with your team in order for you to feel connected to God. That's not true. And most people don't have the type of dialogue access that others do. The good news is they don't have to. Okay. All right. So being your light. And if you haven't bought the book, oh, I really feel like you love it. And I do like physical, tangible projects. Um, and there's one. Okay. What else is going on? On Sunday, depending on when you're listening to this, go and check my calendar out at jillreneefeeler.com events. Um, oh, Samson is under the desk and wiggling. Hi, baby. There will be a very 
special lunar eclipse monthly message for the monthly members. Um, it's our January online event that, that we share just as the membership crew. I'm so excited for this because I love the December solstice message and Oh, and subscribe star like Mike Archangel Michael was touching on earlier, we kind of got caught uh, uh, as innocent parties to, to their debacle with their gatekeepers. Mastercard is what I understand. Anyway, um, so we weren't, we didn't have the new membership uh, ongoing system ready yet, but now we do. And I'm excited for the the sort of uh, nice stable energy available from a group like that that's saying on a regular basis we're gonna make time and and offer resources to hang out together um so this message on sunday i oh i my team's like are you ready i'm like i'm ready i'm always ready right and i can't wait for what happens there so if you're interested in joining just go to jillreneefeeler.com and look under members and there's the monthly membership option and you can check it out for yourself there's already materials ready for you um, to experience and then we'll have the live event and then that recording will be placed there and then we'll have another event in February and sometimes I could see where this I'm going to use that monthly membership area as a dedicated place for more of the uploads and downloads that I get and I, f I, I feel my team saying we're going to give you even more because of your dedication in that space because it is different than uh, the depth that we go to. I don't, yeah, energetically I'm more focused like, okay, this is like we are in a, in a, on a trip when we're together. There's a different level of commitment and okay, this group, uh, we're, we're, we get we get this much so we can just jump right to it it was definitely like that at the zion retreat the zion recordings right oh it's just there's so much that, there's so many amazing things that you and i do together so anyway the monthly membership is a great option and i definitely appreciate the ongoing support that it offers me i have never done that before where i ask for um, you know, could you support me this nominal amount every month? It balance. I, I give a lot for free energetically without asking anything in return. I don't ask for donations. Um, anyway, so I like the energetic, uh, balance at least a little bit more that it offers too. I like that. It feels good. Um, anyway, so I can't wait to see what magic we all create there on Sunday in that event. Uh, Tuesday, I will be on Carrie Murphy. So for this normal time slot where we do our weekly podcast instead, uh, we'll be on Carrie Murphy's Straight Talk for the Soul, her awesome tele-summit. And I am excited about that. I love to interact with, with Carrie and her energy and her light is so beautiful uh, and so pure. And we complement each other really well. So it's really fun. Uh, what else is going on? We have the April workshop. Uh, oh my God, we're going to have a weekend together uh, in person in Boise, Idaho, USA, where I live. And I, when I look at the list of who's coming, I'm like, oh my God, like we're going to, we're going to light, we're going to light the show up big time. And I can't wait to see what we do there as well. That should be really fun. I do love to get together in person. Um, I, yeah, it's fun, really fun. So I can't wait for that. Um, let's see the grace trip. Uh, hopefully I'll have more details soon, but I sent off my draft itinerary to the travel company that I'm interacting with. It was last week and I checked in with her yesterday. Um, she has what she needs and they're just finalizing their stuff and that it does take me a while. There's a lot of extra that then I have, I build it on the website. I need to figure out the pricing and, and to cover all the costs, etc. Um, so anyway, there's, there's some effort there for sure. And it's more than worth it in terms of what we experienced together. So the Greece trip will be in September of 2019 this year. And then the Zion trip, I'm very close to having that available for, uh, for your consideration and registration as well. And that will be October of 2019. And then the next Egypt trip, our round two for Egypt, round two of many, <sighs> will um, tentatively plan for February of 2020. Okay, what else? I think that's it for now. Uh, thank you, everyone. Uh, for those that are still in the midst of your news resolutions for restoring health, etc., please check out 
um, podcast number 200, uh, this uh, from probably number 25, uh, minute 25 on, there's a very special deep dive that we go into about the metaphysical nature of the gut microbiome and the very pivotal and very mysterious way that that, uh, that that ecosystem within our humanity plays a role in us making healthy choices and how to reset your gut microbiome uh, through food. Um, okay, through food so that it can work with you and not against you. Yeah, fascinating times. And we do have access to so much. I don't care who says anything to the contrary. They're just wrong. They just don't get it. Uh, but we get it. And I celebrate that. So anyway, thank you so much for you. Uh, thank you for your support of my work. I, I appreciate you so much. And this is this being our light is so much more fun, because we have the chance of doing it alongside each other. I'm not in front of you guys. I'm not, you know, on the stage asking you to wear all white or anything weird. Uh, we are bringers of light and we can uh, be alongside each other. Yeah, I see you as a fellow bringer of light, even if you don't, I do right? So what I invite you into in yourself is your sovereignty. That's what I care about. That's what I'm passionate about, is that humanity has the option, the wisdom and the information to restore its sovereignty for itself, which is the only way it can be done. Boom. <laughs> Period. <laughs> okay, there we go. All right. Thank you so much, everyone. Thank you for being here. Thank you for liking if you liked it. Thank you for subscribing. It's wherever if you're on YouTube and watching this, thank you for subscribing. I can't believe how many subscribers we have. I'm grateful for every single one of you. Um, thank you for sharing. Thank you for commenting. Um, all of those things help the algorithms and uh, the mysterious world of what's recommended to others on the internet. So who knows who could stumble across this and be ah, reset in their one and not chasing all this nonsense or addicted to science uh, for answers, right? It's not that it doesn't have any answers, but it doesn't have a lot of answers. It can't. Yeah. The science, the religion of science, right? Okay. All right. Love you guys. <laughs> bye bye for now. Bye bye.